You talking about football? Yeah, football. NFC North. Let's talk football. Welcome back, everybody. This is Headed North, an NFC North podcast, and I'm your host, Detron. It is almost that time, everybody. Football season is almost upon us. We got about 22 days until preseason starts. We've got about 57 days until the start of the NFL regular season. I will be in attendance. I know I'll keep bringing this up, but I'm I'm excited about it. I will be in attendance at that opening game with the Detroit Lions at Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I'm just ready for football. And I don't know about you, I'm ready to see how the division is going to pan out with all of the changes that have been happening in the North. I still got a couple of weeks before I do my season opening episode. So this week, we are going to cover a bunch of random topics for each of the teams. But before we do that, I definitely want to tell you guys about our True Blue sponsor. Our sponsor for the week is OffRackShop.com. OffRackShop.com is an online thrift store. They have men's and women's clothing, accessories, and more. Shoes, the whole nine. They got like 300 plus items on their website. So if you haven't already, visit our show notes or the description and check out how you can get 15% off your order at OffRackShop.com. Again, thank you guys for supporting the show. And for all of you guys out there listening, uh, if you haven't already, please hit the like button, subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel, and or just leave us a review. I'd love to hear your thoughts about the show uh, and hopefully try to make it better. All right, let's break into our topics for today. And we're going to start in Chicago. The topic for Chicago this week is the same topic that I've had for multiple weeks. Somebody needs to go and have a conversation with Ryan Poles and tell him they need to acquire someone on the defensive end. They need an edge rusher. I know I keep going back to talking about their defense and their defensive line, and I know there's a bunch of people who would tell you that they've made a lot of improvements, me being one of those people. But there's a a really good reason why I keep going back to the defensive end and why people are harping on it. Chicago Bears were last in the league in sacks last year. Last, 32. There's 32 teams, they were number 32. Why does that matter? When you don't put pressure on a quarterback, clearly if you've watched any football, you know if you don't put pressure on a quarterback, that is going to certainly lead to them putting up offensive points on you. And you can't just outscore people, especially now with the offense that Chicago had last year. So they need to put pressure on opposing quarterbacks. You want to know who led the Chicago Bears in sacks last season? I can tell you that it wasn't a defensive lineman. The person that led Chicago Bears in sacks last season was Jaquan Brisker. He's a cornerback. He led them with four sacks last season. Defensive linemen that put up anything comparable, you had Justin Jones and Travis Gibson. They both had three sacks apiece for a whole season. Are you kidding me? These, these are supposed to be the disruptors on your defensive line, and they're getting three sacks a year? That's not going to be good enough. This is why you keep hearing the media and people like myself harp on Chicago's need to go and get a defensive edge presence, which they clearly did not use their draft picks to do that, and they haven't acquired anything in the offseason or during uh, free agency to help them with that. 
I just don't understand. Like, Ryan has been doing such a good job at being a GM and trying to build up the Chicago team, but there is a clear opportunity, and he is clearly not taking advantage of the time that he has to fill that. Maybe he's waiting to get closer to the season. Maybe he's waiting to see who gets cut um, as the season gets closer and preseason works through, and maybe there's there's some light at the end of that tunnel. But I'll tell you what, uh, with Ngakwe out there who – gets around 10 sacks per year uh, and then someone who's getting older but like Justin Houston who's getting nine and a half sacks uh, last year why have you not attempted to go out and get one of these guys they have more sacks as an individual than most of your defensive line combined I don't get it like there's clearly and, and maybe it's a money thing Maybe they don't want to spend what other money they have on that position. But come on, man. Coming into the year, Chicago has some of the best money situation of any team in the NFL. You got the cash. Go and get someone who can make a difference on your defensive line. That's all I'm saying. Ryan's been doing a good job. And again, I'm not even a Chicago Bears fan. But I do want to see them improve that position because it is a clear opportunity. So, I'm off the Chicago Bears train, and I'm going to jump into Minnesota. Now, there was a story that came out. Now, I could be reading too much into this. I could be blowing it up. I'm sure you've probably seen this already if you're a Minnesota fan. So, Justin Jefferson was asked who his top five quarterbacks are in the NFL. His top five, right? Now, this feels like a political football. They toss it to you, you have the scripted answer, which generally includes your quarterback, and then you talk about how your guy makes an impact and how you love, you know, the chemistry that you have, so on and so forth, right? But that's not the soundbite that we got from Justin Jefferson. What we got from Justin Jefferson was his top five quarterbacks are Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and Josh Allen. Huh? Hey, I know Kurt only got one year left on his deal, but he still got one year left on his deal. He's still your guy. How is it that Kurt Cousins doesn't just sneak into the fifth spot? Now, certainly, I don't disagree with Justin Jefferson's list, uh, except for maybe Josh Allen. I'm not going to lie. I think Josh Allen is overrated. Uh, And then I couldn't find a way to put Aaron Rodgers on my top five list, even though I know he might be top five because he's Aaron Rodgers. And now that he's out of the North, I guess I shouldn't care as much. But it's still going to be relevant for me to not put Aaron Rodgers on any list that makes him important. Okay, I'm done hating. Look, the list was good. But I feel like you are creating a controversy, even though he's talked up how much he likes Kirk Cousins and the fact that they got a great relationship. When you're putting a list like that out on social media, you're leading people to believe that you don't think your guy is top five. I don't care who my quarterback was. It could be Matt Leiner. I'd be telling you that he was number five in the league. And that would be the end of the story. Because this is not just about who the best five quarterbacks are, despite the fact that that was the question. This is about how you build confidence in people's relationship with Kurt, the Vikings, and you. And that doesn't really do a whole lot to make me feel good about what they're going to do coming into the season or how he feels about the quarterback that he's got. He didn't say that Kirk Cousins was garbage. He didn't even say that he wasn't number six through 10. 
He just said he wasn't top five. And I feel like this was an opportunity for him to deliver the political answer, drop Kurt in there at number five, push Josh Allen out of there and make people have a conversation about is Kirk Cousin better than Josh Allen, which I mean, the answer is no, but at least he could have came to the defense of his guy. Do you think Terrell Owens would have said that Tony Romo wasn't his top five? Are you kidding me? Do you think Randy Moss would have said that Dante Culpepper wasn't in his top five? Man, there's no way that Calvin Johnson says that Matthew Stafford isn't top five. Because this is the guy throwing you the ball. You got to lob him that football the same way that he lobs you the ball every week. Come on, man. Somebody got to Justin Jefferson, you know better than that. Maybe he's trying to stir up some controversy. Maybe. Who knows? All I'm saying is this was a great opportunity for him to stand behind his quarterback. And it seems like he sort of got out of the way and let his man take a sack. But I'm trying to read between the lines, and it sounds like he doesn't believe this guy is top dog or top five. All I'm saying is, Minnesota fans, get ready. Justin Jefferson's going to have a great year, but just know that your season is going to be real rocky. Even though, I will say this, Kirk Cousins is going to have a big chip on his shoulder. He's got last year of his contract. He's got people saying that he's not top five. I just want to see what he's going to do with it. Maybe he'll use it as motivation, and that could be very beneficial for Minnesota Viking fans. All right, next, we got Green Bay. I'm actually not going to spend a whole lot of time on Green Bay, and mainly because there's not a whole lot going on in Green Bay, other than the fact that the Jets have gotten another person from the Green Bay staff. They went and got uh, Adrian Amos, right? So a safety out of Green Bay. This to go along with Aaron Rodgers, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, uh, offensive tackle Billy Taylor, backup quarterback Tim Ball, uh, wide receiver Malik Taylor. Uh, there's like nine or ten people on the staff. Don't forget that they went and got Nathaniel Hackett, right, which is why a lot of this um, movement from Green Bay to the New York Jets seems like it seems like a fit because it is because he's the guy running this offense. That's why most of the individuals, with the exception of uh, uh, Adrian Amos, were offensive players. It's because they got familiarity with the Jets, which means they're just pulling talent away from the Green Bay Packers. And I haven't seen Green Bay doing much to backfield the loss of talent that they have. Now, some of these players, you could go out on a limb and say we're past their prime or older, so it really doesn't matter. It's more of just a talking head story. But I will say there's something to be said when you've got people with influence leaving your organization and moving on to new teams and then taking people with them, right? The tie was not to the organization, not to what they were building there. The tie was to the people that were there, which is sort of what good leaders do. They, they influence people. All I'm saying, though, is that that doesn't bode well for people's confidence in the Green Bay Packers to hold on to the talented individuals that they do have. The New York Jets seem to be taking personal shots at Green Bay Packers. Maybe not intentionally, but they are certainly doing it subconsciously by going and acquiring so many people. Like I said, something like nine players that were formerly Green Bay Packers to the team. And I know, don't, don't, don't hate me. I, I know people move around the league all the time, so it's not like this is abnormal, but it does seem like a striking amount of people who just recently played for the Green Bay Packers that have moved on to the Jets. Side note, I really hope Jordan Love is good, although I really want the Green Bay Packers to experience some losing seasons. All right, I'm off that soapbox. And last but not least, we are going to be talking about the Detroit Lions, my Detroit Lions. And the topic 
for Detroit is backup quarterbacks. Okay, so we know who the number one quarterback is for the Detroit Lions. Clearly, uh, Jared Goff is undoubtedly the starter and going to be the starter the whole year. There's no one going to unseat him. But here is the big but. Detroit's got a whole lot going their way. They got momentum. They got people behind them. They got improved defense. The one thing, well, there's a bunch of things that could throw them off, but one big thing that could derail Detroit's success is going to be an injury or something at the quarterback position because a lot of what Detroit does or will do is predicated on who they've got behind center because after Jared Goff, the backup right now is Nate Sudfeld, who is not, I repeat, is not a starting quarterback in this league. So if Jared Goff goes down, Houston or Detroit, we've got a problem. And so uh, I wanted to pinpoint something that I think is important. Dan Campbell has already said that Hendon Hooker is likely going to be red shirted this year. He's not. I mean, clearly that's a college term, but he's not going to be getting much tick in the league this year because he's coming off of a major injury and they want to make sure that he is solid. Now, I think he's an investment in their future, but he's not going to be the person you rely on if Jared Goff goes down. So now Nate Sudfeld is barely a backup quarterback at this point in his career. You've got uh, Hendon Hooker, who's not going to be able to step in. What's the plan, right? You don't want to have to worry about getting someone scraps after they've been cut off of another team here here as we get through preseason and into the regular season. But I'll tell you someone that you may not be uh, accustomed to or may not even have heard his name before that's going to be really important. And that individual is Adrian Martinez. Adrian Martinez was an undrafted quarterback pickup out of Kansas State. He's a Wildcat, a previous Wildcat. Now, look. There were some quotes about the quarterback room from Ben Johnson. He mentioned um, that the the thing that's most important to him in a quarterback, too, is going to be someone that can not only go in there and win games, but for the majority of the season, if all things go right, he's there to support the starter, right? So not just who can step in and win a game when the starter goes down, but someone who's going to be there rallying them. What better person to have than the unsigned third-string guy who happened to play uh, starting ball for a large majority of his career and put up 500 or more rushing yards in each of the seasons that he's played, right? This is Adrian Martinez. He ran a 4-5-5 40-yard dash. He could be a very interesting play even throughout the season, not just if if Jared Goff goes down, but throughout the year to potentially run a wildcat or a different displayed offense. He's got some real potential, even though he was an undrafted, unsigned uh, rookie coming in uh, to this season. Adrian Martinez is one that you may want to be very mindful of because, again, Hendon Hooker, not really going to be able to step in. Nate Sudfeld is not going to be a starter. And so Adrian Martinez could be the wild card in the wild cat offense for the Detroit Lions. Hey, man, just throwing it out there. It's a possibility that this kid who's got some real running potential, who's got speed, who has done this for many seasons, and he has a pretty good arm. 
He's also got a lot of velocity on his throws. Like, the kid actually is a really good quarterback. I mean, clearly, he wouldn't be in the NFL if he wasn't a good quarterback. But I think he could be a surprising pick if Jared Goff ends up unable to go in any number of games. Now, am I looking forward to that? Absolutely not. I want Jared to stay upright. I want him to remain unhurt. And I want him to be available for every single game. But if he's not or if we need to throw in a wrench into this wild world of people supporting Detroit, I want that wrench to be Adrian Martinez until Hendon Hooker is ready, right? And then potentially we move into to supporting him as that backup spot. But for right now, I don't even know that Nate Sudfeld should get the backup gig, right? Like he probably is because he's been around for a little bit, but I'd like to see what Adrian Martinez has available to provide for the Detroit Lions. All right, team, that is our show for the day. We've covered our Lions, we covered our Packers, we covered our Bears, and we covered our Vikings. Yeah, that, that team too. Look, I appreciate it if I appreciate it if you made it this far in the show. Hey, just by the way, sometimes I take weeks off because I don't get paid to do this. I just do it for the love of the NFC North. So sometimes you might get episodes from me and sometimes you won't. It's okay, though. I promise you, when the season is in, I'll be here each and every week with you. If you made it to this point in the show, I appreciate that so much. As always, please like the show, write us a review, share it with somebody else so that they can hear the episode too. Uh, And if you decide not to come back, I won't be too mad at you. But if you do come back, make sure you got your bags packed because we are headed north. I'm Detron. Peace. You talking about football? Yeah, but without NFC. No. Then let's talk football.